Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hello, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. It's the last week of term next week, so I'm just trying to get everything done Mm -hmm. so I can be focused once term finishes. Okay, so you've got things to do then as well. I've got more things to do then, but I kind of want to get all my students sorted out so they're all happy and ready for what they need to do for their dissertations over Easter holidays and I can focus on my own things. Okay, that sounds very good. I mm. I can't wait for this wind thing to stop. Oh, it's just so bad. I know. How I... are we supposed to preserve our outfits, let alone our hair? Yeah, exactly. And I also, I always think wind for me is always like a personal attack. It's I always think it it's is, against right. me personally. <laughs> oh, so, um, but apparently it's meant to stop tomorrow. So. Is it? Yes. Good. Mm. Because because I've found even if I tie very beautiful knots with my scarves that they virtually throttle me. <laughs> yes. That's not good. That is not good. It's not a good look. It's not good physically. It's not good. No. No. So is it going to get warmer or is it just... I think just the wind is less going to be there. Well, that's enough really. That's yeah. enough to... Yeah. to please us and you can you can no longer feel that the weather is against you exactly personally. exactly Phew. Mm. and what have you been up to apart from braving the elements well I've, I've been up to quite a bit i yesterday i also went to the mcqueen and we oh, talked lovely. To... what did you think oh i loved it it was it's just great so yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you saw yeah, it. I just yeah. love it. But we've spoken about it before, so um, mm. yeah. But the other thing I did was one of my colleagues, uh, Danielle, she's our curator of making, she organised for a small group of us to go to an exhibition at TJ Bolting, which is a, oh. which is a gallery in Fitzrovia, where I hadn't, well, I had been to Fitzrovia, but not to that particular gallery. Um, and it's great. It's uh, it's in this. It's called T.J. Bolting after the building it's in, which is oh, like an arts. Funny. Yeah, it's like an arts and crafts building, and it has these beautiful mosaics on several sides that say T.J. Bolting, wow. and then explain what the company was. And it was. It, I think there were ironmongers and engineers. I think they might have. Um, put the first uh, water closet into Windsor or something to that effect. Good for them. Yeah, so it's this beautiful mosaic in this very nice green with some gold and um, really nice. And that's what the gallery is um, named after. And it's been there since 2011. And we were shown around by Hannah Watson, who's the current director. And uh, it was set up by someone called Gigi Giannuzzi, who uh, who died not so long ago. And he, he he started a publishing house for photography called Trolley, I think. So that's also very interesting. So they're a publisher wow. and a gallery. And I saw they had something about Ray Petrie and... And they have a lot of the books in the in the office upstairs or in the wow, entrance upstairs. A, yeah, it, it's it's really interesting. So it's this this particular exhibition was called or is called. It's still on for another week. It's called Subversive Stitch. Oh, interesting! Like the book. Yes. So it's after Rosika Parker's book, and it brings together. I don't actually know how many people. Maybe twelve or so. Mm. 
uh, people who work, it's not just embroidery actually. So the book was primarily about, was it about textile art or it was both, wasn't it? But so in, in the exhibition there are people who do sort of text, work with textile, I guess. It's not, not all of it is in, embroidery. And each person has one or two, or I think one maybe has three pieces of sort of varying sizes. I won't go through all of them because that'll take me hours, but just a, maybe a few I really Can like. Can I just ask, are they all contemporary? Yeah, so, right. well, not entirely. I am um, two that I actually particularly like. Well, one is born in 37, one was born in 43. Um, and the one in 43 also, um, she died about 10, 15 years ago. Right. But, but all the others are, are contemporary. And are they all British? No, they're not. It's a mixture. Um, so they're the two people actually with a connection to Iceland and Björk. Ooh. Yes. So the two of them, I've, I've, well, I liked all of them, but I don't know. This particular, there's one, and I'm, I'm sure... I can't say her name, but I'll, I'll give it my best shot. Um, I think it's Ravnilda Anadotir, or something right. to that effect. But she goes by also by the name of shop, Shoplifter, be, right. because she lives in New York, and she every time she said her first name and introduced herself, people misunderstood, and one person thought she understood Shoplifter. And, oh, wow. <laughs> and she thought that was so funny. That That's she, very good. Yeah, that she kept that name. So she does stuff with hair and with with real hair, but I think almost more with synthetic hair and not hair-coloured hair, brightly coloured hair. So uh, in the exhibition, she... So, sorry, you mean that the synthetic hair is like yeah. bright colours? Yeah. And is the, the real hair, is that also dyed no. bright colour? No, no. Okay. So... In the exhibition, she does she does small work. She does things that are called furlings, I think, which are really quite small. Yes, just sort of bits of hair, I think, partly melted together. And, and in the exhibition, she had um, a smiley face made of bright yellow hair and black hair. And it, it oh was, yeah, it was as big maybe as a sort of big clock you might get in a room so not yeah. massive but I looked up her other work and some of it is just absolutely enormous it's like these massive they're not like they're wall hangings but they sometimes creep down onto the floor as well and they're just all these different colors really bright colors of hair and they're they're amazing I I absolutely love them they're really really wonderful um she did one for MoMA and yeah various other places and yeah you must look them up they're really really interesting um they sound incredible yeah because it because because when you said hair creations it made me think of like nineteenth century morning jewelry, you know, where yeah. they do like woven hair and plaited hair and things. So it's really then when you said a smiley face, that's like kind of ravey, and it yeah, exactly. It, it's, I like the kind of contrast between the two. Yeah, sorts. and I I wouldn't if I'd just seen the smiley face, I I wouldn't have necessarily known that that it's hair. I would have thought it's some sort of synth synthetic material, but she does she does almost like entire. There's one that's called Nervescape, and it's like an entire landscape. It goes up the wall like five meters high, and it makes makes like a little grotto, and is quite incredible. 
So, so, so what is like the technique with her? Well, there is um, an interesting article on her on, I think it's actually Tony and Guy website. And they have this magazine called oh, Infringe. Really? I, yeah. I think it's them. And she, you can see her doing it. And it's almost like, um, if I remember correctly, it's almost like she has some sort of hook. It's almost a bit like making a tapestry. Oh, I've just found a picture of the smiley face. It's almost like a sort of tufty rug or something. I was yes. imagining it's smooth, but it's fluffy. Yeah, I'm. It's. I find I'm. I'm not doing a very good job at trying to explain it. It's. It. I find it really hard. And because if you say hair, I think it gives this particular idea. But yeah. it, some of her work, it almost looks like tufty wool. Tufty is a yes. good word, actually, and. Yeah, and she seems to use, it's almost like a crochet needle partly, and then um, there's one picture where it looks like she has a, like a netted, net backing type of thing, and then she pulls the hair through, and and sometimes it's plaited, uh, sometimes it's bits of fringe. Because that, again, that's really interesting, because I don't know, I'm kind of thinking of all different artists who use hair, and it seems really different that it's so... It's so kind of expressive what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean other artists aren't expressive, but it's quite sort of joyful. Yes, it's very joyful. And on the Infringe, um, in the article, there's also a film with her, sort of like an interview. And she's very funny as well. Yes. And her work is like that. And she said that the one she did for MoMA, which was in a window, in a shop window, I think. I hope I have, mm. don't mix that up. And she said so many people said to her, yeah, it was in the window of Mama, that's right. Um, so many people said to her how much how much joy it gave them to go past it. That's so lovely. Mm. Yeah, it she said, of, I'm still sorry, meeting but... people who tell me how happy it made them to pass by this window filled with that's all this so colour, nice. almost like colour therapy. Because it does, I, I'm just looking at her work online and it is almost like she creates, I don't know, it's somewhere between stalagmites and stalactites. Yes. And... True. Um, Spanish vine, you know, in the southern states of America, that vine, that's, that kind of mossy vine that hangs down off trees. Oh, I don't know that. I, I don't know in real life. I just know it from watching <laughs> yeah. films. Mm. But it's because it's kind of like soft, amazingly bright tonal kind of hangings, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing. And, and I didn't. But it's like branches. It's like tufty branches. And I, I didn't even know you can get hair in that, in those colours. I mean, it's opened up a new avenue for us. Yes, it has. True. I hadn't even considered that. It has. Yeah. Because you know, maybe if we had elaborate, bright coloured hair wigs, we could kind of strap them on and, and brave the the weather. Exactly. That would be that. That would be nice. So yes. Oh, but can I just say, yes, I, please. it also reminds me a bit of, you know, the artist Nick Cave, mm -hmm. you know, his sound suits, where they're like, no, amazing, sometimes, oh, Google him, <laughs> Nick Cave sound suits, I love his work, and he, he worked in, like, he's trained in sort of textiles and, and fashion as well as art, and I think maybe even interior design as well, and he does, he, he's done these incredible, um, Oh, wow. yes. that are made of all different things including sometimes like synthetic bright colored hair and and God, there's a brilliant like video of someone like pogoing in one of them <laughs> so the so the hair bounces 
up and down and they're kind of gen like you go completely he makes them to his own body size so people can inhabit them and you can't see their cut you know anything about their race their gender their age oh they're amazing they're so beautiful aren't Mm. they because i always talk about them in my senses course and they're just yeah and there's like amazing performances where there was one where they where all the performers were dressed in they were almost like pantomime horses, but obviously a very ele- elevated form that he had made in Grand Central Station. And the sound of the suit, it, obviously they're called sound suits. There's a clue. <laughs> but it they sound amazing. Like, they're, yeah, I really, really love them. And, yeah. And, and, and they make me feel in a way like you're describing with shoplifters' work. Yeah, happy. That, that there's like a sort of serious meaning the heart of it but there's also just a sense of joy and kind of creation and color and light and sound and everything and i also always i'm always so disappointed that i mean i'm i'm contributing to that but i'm always so disappointed that clothes haven't become more mad you know i think in the 60s people thought well the star trek lot was thinking we were you know grand in pajamas but then you know, there were other ideas of us wearing, you know, more more outrageous stuff, and in some ways it. But we've gone the other way. Yeah, we've gone the other way. So. I suppose, I think there's too much concentrated on. Well, there's there's kind of a push towards the middle, isn't there? So that you make money. Mm. And I understand that businesses need to make money, but then I suppose like Gucci is very la la and colors and everything that's true mm. but it's starting is kind of irritating at the same time for all of that <laughs> yes there is that um, if i can say so yeah yeah i think one can um i think one can but tell me about another one of the so there, this is fun yeah so there's i tell you about the other person who's got the icelandic connection you probably oh, yeah. know it's a it's i think it's he's the only man you probably know him oh yes james mary um, yes he's incredible so he they had one of the masks he made oh for, my god they're yeah, so good yeah but they also had one he does so he they had a dark blue sweatshirt um a nike sweatshirt so it's got the swoosh in what i suspect the original swoosh was white but he, I think he embroidered over it, and then there are these absolutely intricate little flowers on top yes. of it. And he made quite a few that are birds, including parrots. So of course, I love those. Oh, you love parrots! And they're, they're, it's just beautiful embroidery, and it's really intricate. And I like the fact that he's. I think he studied classics in Oxford or something like that. That but he's he? self-taught. Um, it, you know, he's just totally self-taught and um yeah and then yeah there was one of these amazing masks but i i was sort of more mesmerized by by the sweatshirt the sweatshirt i've just got it the picture up i've i just love them i don't know when he first did those ones where it's a, a sportswear brand like a logo that you're fa- really really familiar with but i just think that it's such a brilliant idea and so beautiful like you said yes. and i love the way that on the one hand it's just like this i mean it really is the subversive spirit stitch to go back to rezika parker mm. even though he's he's a man yeah. we're gonna let him um <laughs> because it is forcing kind of people to acknowledge the beauty and immediacy and the connection to the artist of handwork 
versus a mass-produced, albeit very yes. clever, very good graphic. Mm. But I also, also like that it sort of suggests there's been an apocalypse, but beautiful flowers have bloomed in the place of capitalism and mass production. Mm. That's what it suggests to me. Yeah. And I also, I put this particular Nike one, mm. I like that there are the roots of the flower yes. as well. Um, yes. So, yeah, that I really, I really like that it's beautiful and and, and the, the masks, masks are yeah the masks the masks are just a different thing but i just thought there were the one that was there he uses fluorescent stitch so you have to put a particular light on it and then it's sort oh, of, really yeah it, and did they do that yeah they did that and it 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 was really interesting but i felt and it, it included embroidery but i felt they were quite a different thing from because they weren't mm. i guess they were more that particular one that was there was looked more like a sort of plastic and plasticky material whereas all the right. other ones looked more like well there was the hair so I was about to say the others looked more like sort of natural materials but that's probably a rubbish rubbish distinction um but anyway that that was really great and um the other one I really liked which is very very different um they were all quite different is someone whose name I will also butcher now Olga Franskovich and she's the one who was born in 1937 and she lived in Belarus and oh. and she until she was 7 she lived under german occupation and recently she started to make these rugs so she's in in her 80s she started to make these well rug i'm not sure rug is the right word but they they're maybe as big as a sort of window so not oh. massive and they're really colorful. They've got, you know, really, really bright, bright colors. But sometimes they show, well, most of the time they show really difficult subject matters. So there's one in the exhibition which, which looks quite jolly, but it's actually three Russian women soldiers um, celebrating. And it says 9th. Oh, yes, I've got this. Yeah, 9th of March, 45. So it's after, just after the war. So they're celebrating. Um, but there's another one where there are five women around a table and they're sort of basically, if I understood correctly, sort of lamenting um, what what happened during the war. And there are right. other ones where it's like planes crashing down and they always have a, they always seem to have a lot of flowers, white flowers with a colorful center and tulips as well. So they look, you know, they look, they look really jolly when you when you look at them briefly, but they're they're not they're not really at all. And that's not that's not I guess why I why I like them. They're I don't know. I just saw the contrast. I guess in some ways that's something um, Ozika Parker talks about is this a contrast between what you expect from something that is stitched and yes. embroidery, and then the message. And I guess in some ways that's also that's the thing that's sort of startling there is a she had there was an exhibition of her work in the gallery of everything which i hadn't come across before which also looks really interesting and there there's some on their website there are a few which have these sort of planes coming down and fire and yeah really 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 interesting work but again very different from the other ones but so interesting because it's it looks a bit like folk art yes or, or kind of outsider art mm. Yes. But I love 
the way I think that's really important things that kind of suck you in and then doesn't allow you to have just one emotional response to it but forces you to confront something else yeah because I like these three Russian soldiers I like the way the one in the middle's got a pink scarf on yes and instead of her cap because it's almost like she's turning back into a domestic person because exactly that's really interesting yeah and and they're all if you come close that their faces are are normally white but they all have little pink cheeks as well there's there's actually quite a lot of detail in them that was that was interesting uh then maybe maybe two more so one was judith scott so she had this piece that I will find difficult to describe as well. So that was the only piece that was actually in um, a Perspex vitrine and it was on a sort of tabletop vitrine. So it's not a massive piece. It's more, it's a 3D piece and it's it's a sl- strange shaped thing that is totally covered in wool of different colors. So it's sort of wrapped in, in wool as if you, oh, you wanted to... I think to, I might have the picture of it. Yeah, as if you wanted to disguise it. Um, I don't know, how would you describe it? I would describe it as looking in shape between a duck bobbing its nose into the water and a kettle. Yes, it has a... We were wondering whether it was a basket because it has a Mm. hollow, which you don't really see so so well on the the picture. So it was, again, I think I was really... I was about to say I was really attracted by the ones that, looked more handmade there were also other pieces that were really really great but they were they were sort of made by a jacquard loom some of them so i think i'm i was more attracted by the ones where you could actually see the artist doing it that's interesting um i'm not sure why but so she that that's what she did so she she put lots of stuff together and then sort of wrapped it up and sometimes other things than wool and she's got a very interesting um, life story. So she was a twin and she had Down syndrome and her twin didn't. And and she was born in 43. So she was, she was sent to an institution at some point. Oh and her sister eventually became her legal guardian and got her back and sent her to this place, which sounds wonderful, which is called the Creative Growth Arts Center, where people with, I guess, learning disabilities, they get to do all sorts of art and she she didn't take to it at all for almost two years apparently she didn't like painting and she didn't like any of the things and they almost wondered whether she maybe shouldn't be at the center anymore and then someone that who they call a fiber artist came and that was it she she suddenly started to do do this work and there's films on youtube showing showing what she does and it's it's really interesting because she obviously has a total focus and purpose. She just, you know, grabs the things that she's got and she finds stuff. And one of the people says she's always looking out for things that she can use. And and then she starts the wrapping. And I would have, you know, I liked it without the story. So it, yes, it doesn't yeah. need the story necessarily. But I mean, obviously I haven't seen it, but just the photograph, it's very tender. It really... It's almost like she's protecting yes, it by, or something. I don't know. It seems like it's like, I don't know. It must take her a long time to do it, but it, mm. it feels as though she's like quickly, like quick, 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 wrap it up, wrap it up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or it, uh, almost like 
keeping a, a secret or something is mm, yeah that's interesting mm, too yeah yeah and the way that she can then make a thing hers yes she's like that's turning true. possibly a basket or whatever it is into something that's uniquely hers and unmistakably her yeah and some are really big there's there's one on the um website of the creative growth art center which is like a chair with other things on it um i think it's a bicycle wheel and a basket so it's actually quite you know lots of other things and then they are held together by which looks like pieces of jersey and so yeah some of the pieces are are quite big and some cu quite colorful whereas that one in in the gallery wasn't so colorful but really and i like the way like that one and the and the james mary like nike the way that it's taking essentially everyday objects and making them special yeah that's true through but the handwork that you put into them which again seems to go back to rosica um no not rosica yeah. parker i keep calling her that it's griselda pollock isn't it no it's rosica parker Parker, yeah, sorry. yeah, and she she also um, wrote a book with Griselda Pollock. That's where that comes that's where from. I guess yeah, pickle. Yeah, but it, it's kind of going back to that idea of seeing the kind of multiple values and the multiple intent of someone working on something by hand in this way. Yeah, that's true. And how kind of complex it is mm. that it's not just oh that's pretty or oh that's interesting. It's you know that that you can you can be thinking such different things and putting that into the object you're working on and then it can provoke such different emotions yeah yeah that's true and it's got very it's got different layers and yeah 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 because all these ones that you're talking i mean i must try and it's only on another week i said. think it's another week uh and on oh, yes, wednesday just 23rd of yeah March. on wednesday there's actually a talk um between three of the artists Right. and one Wednesday evening but I, I don't think I can go so no, one of I them is maybe that. the last person I, I want, want to talk about of all, all the artists which oh, is a yes. um, person we talked about before which is Celia Pym and oh, love. yeah of course we love her work so we do. this one apparently is from when she had the residency at the VNA, and it's called Where Holes Happen Map and Ooh, the way I love that title. Yeah, and the way it was <laughs> explained, it's a track tracksuit. So it's tracksuit mm. top and tracksuit bottom and I think socks and gloves and a hat. And what she was thinking was apparently that people bring her things to mend and then she mends it, mends the piece and she gives it back. So she she doesn't have a record of oh, of what what happens. So Apparently, she she when people brought her things at the V&A, she she mended the visible mending, but then she also did the same on on these pieces that she had. Oh, that's too fabulous! Yeah, so that's, that's too much. So that's, that's too fabulous. Yeah, it's it's really great. And oh my god! We asked we asked whether she used always the same yarn and mm. um the Hannah is it yeah who showed us around she thought she had because it's always you know yeah. quite often these sort of very colorful yarns and it also made us wonder you know some areas how on earth you would get a hole in them but then we all thought <laughs> we almost in unison said moth so but yeah so that was that yeah that's just a, they're just lovely pieces and what was interesting as well in, in overall is how a, another layer 
maybe nerdy layers how the pieces were displayed because I guess that's mm. also a thing with textile pieces is yes. you know how what what do you do with them so somewhere hanging the sweatshirt James Mary's sweatshirt was just on a on a hanger at the wall mm. and that Celia Pimwork was sort of more 3D three-dimensional sort of in in I don't know how to describe but anyway they weren't just hanging on the on on the wall they were sort of more in the room and yeah. and that kind of thing so is it a big space it's actually not such a big space so you mm-hmm. you go in at the top and there's the sort of entrance and an office with all the books and this wonderful sofa and it's it's really nice space and then it the the gallery rooms are downstairs so there's sort of one bigger space and one slightly smaller space mm-hmm. um but yeah it's i hope you can i hope you can go before it, I'm really it going finishes to try. yeah i it really it's it's actually not massive, but it's one of those where you you can think about it for a long time afterwards. Because no, it sounds multi-layered, so yeah. pun intended. Mm, yes, yeah, yeah. Wow, and I love how different... I know that sounds like such a dumb thing to say, but I love the diversity of the artists, that they've really shown such an array of different ways in which, which working with textiles can happen and the kind of amazing diverse results yes and also some of it is quite political some less Mm. so that's i think that's really interesting um there's lots lots to look at and lots to think about that's very good i I think i'm gonna have to go now because code has been very very good and patient but he's starting to groan and grumble Okay, no, we don't want that. That's about not, me that's, being on the phone. No, that's not. not good. So, so I think before he really loses patience, I should probably go. Oh, yes, here he goes. <laughs> Can you hear him skittering off? Because he's like, "You're too boring." Okay. Well, I, I, I think I've said all I wanted to tell you about it's anyway. It's fascinating. Mm. It's fascinating, and I definitely must try and go. Okay. Okay. Great. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I'll speak to you next week. See you. Bye. Bye.